What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 28 of The Brew Trails by Dark Sky Brewing Company. I'm Nick Irvin, your host as usual, and today's episode is all about Resilience IPA. Well, almost all about Resilience IPA. We actually end up meandering off into talks about gin and whiskey and other things. But we are focused on Resilience IPA, a recipe by Sierra Nevada that is for a very, very good cause. I'm not going to talk about it here in the introduction because that's what this episode is all about. Joining me on the ride, literally on the ride, is Donnie Fox, my co-host. And we headed off to Grand Canyon Brewing Company to drop off some beer. Then we hit a craft brewery in Chino Valley. And then continued on to Prescott to hit one of our favorite places, Park Plaza. So pop open a beer, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode number 28 of The Brew Trail. I listened back on one of uh, our Blackberry Picking podcast. Yeah. You remember when we were like, them boys had yeah. more pricks than a Nickelback <laughs> concert. That's probably the best one. Yeah. Those boys. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back on the 40 again, driving in the Renegade, and I am I am testing my suspension today. Testing your suspension and testing the microphone quality right now. That's right. Um, I think I've gone beyond testing. We're just going for it now. Um, so testing my suspension and also testing the suspension of the Renegade. But um, yeah, we're loaded up, aren't we? Uh, we got about about close to ten kegs. In Twelve. The right now. Twelve cars. Twelve cars in the kegs. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve cars in the kegs. Uh, what are those kegs of? Uh, the freaking mass successful uh, money raising event that Sierra Nevada did uh, called Resilience IPA, which was money going towards firefighters and the, the giant fires that happened in California. Yeah, yeah, the recovery efforts of yeah. people who lost pretty much everything because they didn't have even enough time to get out of their houses. It was moving it. Some, someone said the fire moved about an acre a second. I don't even, I can't even fathom that. It's crazy. That's yeah. like as fast as we're driving right now. No, that's faster than... I don't know. That's fast. There's definitely a, a kind of a kindred between... Um, is kindred uh, a right word to use there? Sure. Yeah, a kindred. I don't even know what you're going to say, so <laughs> sure. Between California and Arizona as far as, uh, uh, you know, being fire aware, forest fire aware, mm. uh, both states deal with it constantly. I feel like there's always a fire going on in either two states. Uh, yeah, especially up here in... Well, primarily up here in northern Arizona, yeah. up above the Mogollon Rim where we have the, the Ponderosa Pine, the dry desert. So, yeah, a, a kindredness, we'll use that, um, a brotherhood in fire. And so, yeah, that's actually a great point. I was actually going to talk a little bit about that, but you did. Good, good job. <laughs> great um, minds think alike. Yeah, so think it's alike. speak alike, think alike. Sometimes they even drink alike. They're cousins. They're brewery cousins. Yes, it's true. <laughs> What was that show? Uh, that was the Wayne Brothers show. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
They're cousins, identical cousins, yes, it's true. They think alike, they talk alike, they oh, sometimes even blah, blah, blah. No? Oh, someone out there will know. Um, so, sorry if I'm sniffling into the phone. I'm fighting off Are you something. About cousin Balky and uh, perfect strangers? <laughs> cousin, we do the dance of joy. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Was he Romanian or something? I think he was, they made up a, like, an Eastern European <laughs> place, like a Soviet Russia type thing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Wow, blast from the past. Yeah. So, yeah, the Renegade is loaded down with 12. Now, if you're imagining kegs, I could not fit 12 of the normal size. What what most people out there think of as kegs are, like, half barrels, 15-gallon 15, uh, 15 kegs. Right, we have uh, quarter slims, which are, you know, somewhere in between a half barrel and a... Uh, what you think of the skinny, smaller kegs, the, the six barrels, the six yeah, stools. one one sixth. Yeah. So they're about five point two something. But that's not what we have. We have the quarter barrels, which are seven point five or no, no, those oh, are slims. Oh, okay. Oh, there's yeah, no, I would. <laughs> so I'm pushing the weight with these six stools. Um, yeah, we don't have quarter slims. I was going to correct you, but I guess you were actually thinking correct. You were just wrong about it. I was wrong. Wrong again. Well, you <laughs> know what I was thinking? Of wrong answer. That, that we do, but these are actually Grand Canyon's cakes that they gave to us. We filled them up, and now we're bringing them over there. Why do you fill me up, fill me up, buttercup? <laughs> don't look up buttercup on... Is it in Urban Dictionary? I would assume so, yeah. It, it should be. Buttercup. Um, yeah, we, we don't... We have we have very few sixtals at Dark Sky. Uh, we don't distribute, and so we don't have these accounts that need these uh, smaller kegs. So we usually do quarter barrels. But yeah, these are Grand Canyons. Oh, so I guess we gave away where we're going. Not that it was a big secret. What are you slurping on right there? Uh, I am having a cold brew, a 20-ounce cold brew. It's my second one uh, within the same hour. I ordered two, <laughs> started double fisting. Uh, you told me we were going to possibly be podcasting, and I'm like, all right, I need to step my game up. Right on. Yeah, um, and you, yeah, you've yeah, you slugged that one down <laughs> about halfway. It really is within the hour. Like, it's 1.38 p.m. right now, Yeah, and you definitely started your first one. 40 ounces before, of brew from before, <laughs> Late Train Coffee. Where is it from? Late from the train, coffee. Where's it from? Oh, wow. <laughs> late for the train? There you go. You said late from the train. Late from the train. <laughs> Either way, that's their cousin, their sister operation. Um, yeah, late for the train, coffee. Woo-woo. Um, we love using them as a local roastery for our coffee. Sometimes we even get special blends from them. Uh, yeah, so we're heading to Grand Canyon Brewing Company. I know that sounds like you're like, man, do you guys ever go anywhere but Goldwater and Grand Canyon um, and BRI? Um yeah, no, not really. No. <laughs> that's all we do. Yeah, I mean, we go and drink other places. But for the podcast, that's pretty much all we've done. Um, I was I was listening back to some of them, not to just kind of meander here, but I was listening back to some of the Brew Trails podcasts. And if you happen to be listening to this one right now, the, the collaborations, the July collaborations, there was a two-part. Yeah. That was really fun. And, and I really... I really enjoyed listening back at, at that. Um, and so anyway, yeah, yeah, go back and listen to, you know, all of these, obviously. But uh, there's a couple couple good gems in there. I, I love, uh, we've done it a couple times now where we do these crazy weekends or crazy three days where we go and we just collaborate. It's like two, three <laughs> different collaborations. Just, uh, it's nonstop. Or even when we went to California and we basically, in two days, drove to California, did a collaboration, went to like eight breweries, uh, then drove back within two days. It was pretty nuts. But we do that kind of stuff all the time. Go, 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 go. Punishment, I, I suppose. 
It, I mean, some people will, will hear you say punishment and they'll be like, oh, poor, <laughs> wham, 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 poor, poor Donnie, he has to go to the brewery yeah. and then drink beer. Uh, it, it gets, actually, it gets really hard. Though. It's crazy, yeah. It, there's a lot of uh, chemistry involved, uh, not just the brewing chemistry, but also uh, coffee and beer and food and coffee and beer. And, and your stomach and gut trying to deal with all that. Right, and then you're like trying to slow down and sleep. You're like, okay, time to sleep. Oh, you know. Yeah. You got hopefully the right mix of uppers and downers there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, you know, a little uh, little crack cocaine just to kind of... <laughs> it's a wild ride. Yeah. So we're going to Grand Canyon Brewing Company. I think I've said that like five <laughs> times now. We're going to Grand Canyon Brewing Company. We are flying down the 40. Just kidding. I'm in the right lane with a huge amount. I think the weight is 900, well, including both of us and the fuel. Uh, 900 and... Oh, no, no. It's actually 1,100 pounds. Wow. That's like uh, oh. at least four llamas. Uh, at least. Uh, Full-grown... Yeah. Well, which region? Uh, I would say uh, South American llamas. <laughs> are, wait, aren't those alpacas? <laughs> uh, what mean, is... where? semantics, really. Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> What's a llama... Versus an alpaca. I think yeah. it's uh, size and uh, geography. But, but, like, species, right? Like, genetically, yeah. they're different. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Slightly. So, I mean, to me, like, it's not important. So, let's move on. So, we're going to Grand Canyon Brewing Company, <laughs> <laughs> bringing all these kegs because, because we like Grand Canyon so much. Uh, we were brewing this Resilience IPA. And you can listen to the rest of this podcast. We'll probably explain even more. We'll talk about the Resilience IPA. But it was a, a beer brewed, if you don't know, all across the nation. Over 1,400. I don't know the final count. I think I heard something like 1,600-something. Huge. Huge. Six, over 1,600, let's just say a lot, of breweries around the nation brewed this beer, this uh I'm not going to say same recipe because there's a lot of different iterations, but basically tried to keep it the same recipe. Some people had didn't have the malts, didn't have the crystal malts for it. Uh, some people didn't have the right hops or something like that. Or not the right hops, but didn't have the specific hops for but it. The spirit was there and more or less the recipe was there. Yeah. Exactly. And they all brewed this beer, and they're starting to become released now. I know Goldwater down in Scottsdale released theirs. Uh, I've been looking at the hashtag Resilience IPA and seeing um, places across the nation doing a release. Our release is going to be tomorrow with the rest of the nation. Yeah. And uh, kind of like a national release. Uh, I know Mother Road in Flagstaff, they're going to release theirs it won't be till probably next week. Um, so some people had to wait for tank space. So more of my story, or you know, why I'm telling this story, is Grand Canyon did not have the tank space at the time to brew this beer. Right, but they reached out and they were like, hey, we really want to do this. We're obviously Grand Canyon and, and we are all buddies. We get along very well. So they, they reached out and they said, hey, can we come up and brew with you guys and split it up? Uh, and then we did. <laughs> and then we did. And then we did it. I ordered enchiladas and I ate them. So, yeah, they came up uh, a couple weeks back. They brewed with us. Uh, now the beer has fermented and is ready, carbonated, delicious. <laughs> and uh, kegged up. And we are bringing their uh, their bounty of Resilience IPA. And then, Nick, maybe you could touch more on this, but how does this money go back towards uh, the victims of these fires? Probably through a bank transfer. 
Uh, yeah, so one of the main talking points about this beer is not just that we came together and brewed it, but that 100%, not not 10%, not 25%, not even 75%, 100, not even 78.6%, 78.6 FM, 100% of the sales, the proceeds from this beer are going to the campfire relief which is just that's amazing if you go back to what we were just saying how many breweries participated and made this beer and then 100 percent of the profits are going towards this charity i can't wait to see the final numbers uh it won't be for a little while but yeah it's uh it's very heartwarming and again it's something that you know uh is always in our thoughts as far as wildfires up in northern arizona so we can relate it's a it's a pretty serious matter and um it's amazing the amount of people that that participate and are trying to help out yeah you know you 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 don't even flinch really either you know when it comes to this a brewery like sierra nevada you know putting this out there oh sorry i didn't have the microphone towards you but that's okay (laughs) who is it uh yeah sierra nevada i mean they started it they obviously uh they're putting a lot of money and effort into this and then um seeing seeing all the other breweries across the country uh jumping aboard it's it's so cool yeah yeah they didn't only start this but they pretty much were a pretty heavy hand in starting the whole craft beer revolution right. as well um so do you know the reason why sierra nevada was the one to i almost i yeah almost said to spark this off but that's yeah not uh but to not to start this uh, I don't know much about. Do you know? I do. Yeah. yeah that, uh, so <laughs> Chico is where yeah. they are based out of. That's right there next to, um, next to where the fire occurred. And they in fact had I don't remember how many, but a certain number of employees that lost their their homes. Yeah, they're affected by it. And so they have been. Then they're in the same county, uh, Butte County. And so that county has given them, you know, so much over the years. Yeah. Uh, and so it was like an instant thought for them um, and, and good on them for, for doing that. So, yeah. And Sierra Nevada has always been a pivotal part of California. Like, um, I mean, I, I spent half my life growing up there. And uh, when I think of like classic California beer, I think of them. Some people may think of Stone or other breweries, but Sierra Nevada seems like they've always been there. Absolutely. Yeah, and about the beer, have, have you tried it? Oh, I just whistled into the... <laughs> have, you tr- have you tried it, Shani? Uh, I have not yet. Cool. It, um, it is definitely Sierra Nevada-esque. Uh, the hopping is, is pretty big. Cool. Uh, at least our... Oh, cheers. Someone cheers behind us. <laughs> um, the, the, um, the bitterness on it is very... It's, it's almost like torpedo-like. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I read the IBUs, uh, which you and I are kind of in this camp of not liking IBUs as like on a consumer level, you, we don't like using IBUs, but uh, as far as the perceived bitterness, like, what do you think? Was it, it's pretty freaking bitter? Or? It is, yeah, absolutely. Um, it is bitter. It's it's high on the bittering. Um, kind of maybe arrogant bastard-ish, bastard-ish. Um, arrogant bastard is going to be more malt, more sweet, yeah. uh, residual than than this is going to be drier. So it kind of pops even more. Cool. So um, I personally like it. You know, we're kind of 
swinging the pendulum for some people is swinging back towards that west coast bitter style yeah of ipa that, that's definitely what i've been in the mood for lately because of like that that huge uh popularity of like the juicy hazy kind of low uh bitterness ipas which are, are cool on their their own merit but i've lately just really craved that bitter kind of danky ipa yeah samezies <laughs> well uh yeah i i don't know we're we're passing some semis, so I'm gonna just kind of pay a little bit of attention here. Two and semis passing some semis, though. Two? What? Oh boy! <laughs> Yikes! So uh, yeah, Don's gonna keep on sipping on his cold brew. I'm gonna keep on driving and being all sniffly. I bet I sound pretty weird right now, all congested. A million pesos. Thank you, man. Uh, speaking of a million pesos, don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. We're back. <laughs> uh, sound like a little commercial break there. So we just got done dropping off those kegs full of beer to Grand Canyon, but we didn't head back towards Flagstaff. Did I make a wrong turn or something? No, we just happened to be driving to one of the best bottle shops in the entire state of Arizona. Oh, so I made a, a correct turn, not a wrong turn. You made a correct wrong turn or a wrong correct turn. I made a right left turn. <laughs> We turned left and it was right. Okay, wow. Anyway, oh, look, there's water. Um, yeah, we're heading west again on the 40, pass through Williams, heading to, did you, I know you said one of the best bottle shops in the state, but did you name them? I did not. Uh, Park Plaza Liquor Deli, if you're a cool uh, Prescottian. <laughs> Prescottonian? Prescottonian, you would call it uh, the Liquor Deli. Oh, the old LD. The Liquor Deli. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of the premier spots in Arizona for wine. Uh, they have a walk-in humidor. They got craft beer. They got spirits. They got the whole enchilada, and they probably serve. They got it. <laughs> they have a restaurant as well. Enchilada. Oh, enchilada sounds so good right now. Uh, they also have a bar. Uh, you can walk, drink, shop, uh, hang out. It's pretty great. You said you can walk. Walk. <laughs> walk. I said you can walk. But can you run? Uh, I don't suggest it. No, <laughs> no. Actually, I wouldn't either because they have such a variety of of liquor. Yeah, they have they floor have... stacks of spirits everywhere. If yeah. you start running around, floor stacks. Yeah, is that what they're called in the industry? Yeah, floor stacks. Okay, I didn't know that, and I'm yeah. not being facetious. Like yeah, yeah. I know you know. Yeah. So uh, think like almost like pyramids of uh, cases of of uh, finely crafted uh, American whiskey. If you start running around, you're gonna knock over a case of bourbon and have to pay for it. Or run really fast. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, so I am. I haven't been there in like a week, <laughs> so I'm excited to get back. I haven't been there in a couple months, and this oh. is one of the most magical times in Prescott because uh, it's the Christmas season, the holiday season, and it's fully decorated. They go all out. Uh, I have some, actually, some jealousy, some city jealousy. I feel like Flagstaff can learn a thing or two. Uh, but it's great. The whole city is lit up. Um, they have a big old tree in Town Square. Yeah, they've got a nice Town Square. Yeah. Supposedly, Back to the Future, the, the clock tower uh-huh. that gets struck by lightning is uh, based off of that one in Prescott. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but... 
Uh, yeah, I believe it was 1.21 gigawatts that uh, was needed. Is that what it was? Yeah. 1.21 gigawatts! That was a terrible impression of Doc. So, I needed to come on here real fast and say, Donnie, I'm sorry, that was actually a really good impression of what Doc sounded like when he said that. Take a listen. I'm sorry, Donnie. You're the man. <laughs> well, but, anyway, I'll, I'll let you... Uh, <laughs> I digress. I, I do digress all the time. <laughs> so we're going to go there and pick up a bunch of empty kegs because we did a beer tasting, or a, no, a beer dinner, sorry, yep. beer dinner there that went off, I guess, wonderfully uh, from what I heard. And so we've got some empty beer kegs to pick up and we, you need to keep me in check. I need to keep you in check. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. before I wreck my credit card. Uh, yeah, you need to keep me in check as well. I, I think I'm going to do a little Christmas shopping. Um, How do I know the difference if you want me to keep you in check? <laughs> oh, these are, these are all presents. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll keep each other in check for sure. Um, not write any checks. Keep each other in checks. Yeah, because there's a whole gin section that I'm I just kind of drool over. And then... I'm like, oh, yeah, and then they have all these scotches over here, and I just see all the Isle scotch scotches. You and I are gin. <sighs> What's that? You and I are gin men. We are gin men. Yeah. I like that. We're, yeah. We're I'm a, all fans of the gin. I'm a gin man for sure. Uh, I like I like the botanical, um, specifically botanivore from St. George. Yeah. I don't know if this is a far reach, but uh, the way I like to equate gin, the new school kind of version of uh, Americanized version of gin. It's kind of like the IPA of spirits. Oh, interesting. Uh, do elude more, or do expand, sorry. Okay. Um, so, first of all, gin's pretty interesting where it's it's essentially it, it, it's almost like uh, vodka. It's a neutral grain spirit that then um, is, is basically added, is, is steeped in a bunch of cool uh, botanicals and, and fruits and you could uh, different distilleries uh, experiment all the time with different fruits and botanicals and, and whatnot uh, so there's a, a wide variety of flavors and aromas that you can get from gin um, there's usually kind of a cool bitter uh, almost like woodsy notes I feel like that's pretty general where you get that and that's where I definitely think it tastes a lot like IPA but just also I feel like the experimenting um you could kind of equate or compare uh hot varietals and all the different flavors and aromas that you can get with that to botanicals and botanicals are kind of endless right yeah uh well i I don't know what can you explain to the audience about botanicals i mean you're just you're basically getting flavor extraction and aroma extraction from from anything really I, i feel like anything that you think would taste or smell good you could throw in a gin <laughs> and uh, so to kind of think about what a botanical is as opposed to calling any something else i i usually think of things that are um earthy more yeah. earthy and you know plant-based botanical coming from the word plant-based Flora. but you're not going to call say like oh I'm, I'm asking you're not going to call 
citrus or lime a botanical, correct? I wouldn't, no. Uh, it's not the fruit of a plant, usually. It's the vegetative part of a plant. Right. Um, but the, they do get mixed into that. Um, I feel like maybe it could be... It's pretty loose, maybe, with distilleries where where they may kind of corral that into calling that botanicals. Um, but I think the point is, like, uh, with the new school version of gin, it's just anything almost like a, a chef experimenting. It's like whatever works, you, you could just throw into the spirit. Cool. And being a neutral, like like you said, like a vodka start, but it's not potatoes, right? Uh, no, it's, it's a neutral grain. Yeah, spirit. so neutral, so it starts off with kind of a blank canvas that you yeah. can so welcome let me let me welcome you back to gin talk right. with I mean, nick and donnie a, a great explanation but oh I, I think you're doing a wonderful job <laughs> i it, it's basically it's like ipa you get a lot of the same flavors and there's a lot of that flavor experimentation going on right now just like ipas i love it man no i think you you described it very well what you meant by I, uh, gin is like the ipas and you said you're talking more about the americanized ones right Right, where if you think of like the kind of the London dry gin, it's going to be more um, standard and more uh, that dry kind of bitter, and, and you get some of the, those botanical flavors from the juniper. Um, but nowadays, the new Americanized version, like I said, it's more uh, kind of like a chef-inspired thing where they're mixing all types of different flavors and aromas and different vegetation and fruits and and whatnot so yeah yeah we like to get creative here in america yeah that's for that's for sure <laughs> have you met our president <laughs> um so cool so we're going to park plaza we absolutely enjoy their beer selection but we do also enjoy their their other libations um like i said hold on i gotta make this <laughs> this exit here to ash fork um and here comes a choo-choo train so yeah, we're going to pick up some shells, we're going to do a little Christmas shopping, and then we're going to head back to back to Flagstaff again. So I, I think we should film a, uh, a vlog, too. We should do like a quickie Prescott vlog where it's like Park Plaza and I don't know where else, maybe the Superstition Taste Room or something. Oh man. Or Granite Mountain. You're planning, planning out a whole, uh, whole little agenda for us. Run and gun and shoot. Run and gun and shoot. Alright, let's do it. We're uh, exiting, we're going to hit the 89. Head south to the biscuit, and we will, uh, yeah, talk at you after that. After these messages, we'll be right back. Well, oh, well, oh, well. Donnie, it's been a good day. Sure has. Beautiful road trip. Yeah, we are heading back down the 89 away from Prescott. Uh... I think we talked about going to Park Plaza. We sure did, yeah. So, head to Park Plaza to pick up some empty kegs from a beer dinner. Got got kind of hungry, right? Uh, yeah, I basically ordered an entire large pizza to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I was like, that's going to be at least two meals. Yeah. Maybe three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're talking about... So, if you've ever been to Park Plaza, you know, probably know, that they have really good food there. Uh, like, what, what would you describe their food? Like, like pub food or? Yeah, it's uh, a little bit like American pub food uh, with like a kind of a brick oven pizzeria twist to it. 
That's right. Yeah, they got all those great handmade pizzas. and um, But really, yeah, really delicious food. So we decided to eat there as well. Talked to kind of the beer slinger guy there, Mike, a little bit. Um, that was a good little conversation. Ran into Ben from the shop. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, I don't know, you had your, your giant... It wasn't really... A, it wasn't a pizza, right? It was, it was their cheese bread, which is an appetizer, but it's more or less just like a giant... They put it on one of those metal pizza holders, basically, and it fills the whole thing. Uh, so it's uh, cheese-stuffed cheese bread with then uh, some sort of delightful garlic sauce on top of it. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know I took a bite, and I was like, oh, there's cheese inside of this. Yeah, yeah. And I had a chicken sandwich, a grilled chicken sandwich with uh, chilies and a side Caesar salad. So I was, you know, trying to be a little healthy with a salad. I need a salad in my life right now, I feel like. Uh, I think we should also kind of riff about the video. We just filmed the video. I don't know if we'll use it or not. But we basically walked through Park Plaza and we showed off three things that we love to buy at Park Plaza. Yeah, one of the... Well, really, the thing about Park Plaza Liquor and Deli is their selection. Their selection of ridiculous selection of scotches, of whiskeys, of beers, of gins, of tequilas. I think we talked a little bit about that before. But yeah, we, we walked around and, and I picked three of kind of my favorites of what I would grab. And Donnie did the same thing. So do you remember the three that you picked? Could you tell us about them? Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I picked uh, out of Anchorage Brewing Company, their Calabaza Boreal, which is a one of my favorite saisons or farmhouse sales ever. It's a 750 milliliter bottle with like this guy with antlers holding a pumpkin, but in no way is it a pumpkin beer. That's just the graphics. Uh, Thank God. I <laughs> thought you were going to say one of your favorites is a pumpkin beer. No, uh, it has uh, grapefruit pit, grapefruit juice, and... Uh, I think white peppercorn, uh, just super solid saison. One of my favorites, one of my favorite breweries. Uh, I picked that out. I picked uh, Botanivar, which is kind of a new school, West Coast, California gin. Uh, it's just one of my favorite spirits, top five for sure. I know you love that one too. I do love it, and we, we definitely talked about it. I remember driving down the I-40, or maybe a couple minutes earlier in this episode, you remember us talking about the botanicals of gin. So what was your third one? And my third one was uh, Evan Williams Single Barrel, I believe, which is just a, a great bourbon. Uh, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was. I was interested in that pick of yours. Uh, have to sample some of that at some point. There's like I have a, a staple of basically like some of the best under thirty dollar bourbons that I kind of gravitate towards, and I even took home a bottle today of a more special under thirty bottle, um, which is a. Uh, <laughs> can't give it away. Yeah. Um, so that's that's actually pretty damn cool. I think you should do a little write-up of your best under 30s. And did you say they were all whiskeys or bourbons? Yeah, all bourbon. I mean, there's so many great uh, bourbons that are that price in the 20 to $30 range that are, you know, top-notch. And a lot of times they are aged at least 10 years. Man, I'd love uh, I'd love to, you to write that list up for me for sure. Yeah. Be good. Uh, I walked through and I picked a couple myself. My first one, well, I don't remember if it was my first one or not, but one of my favorite, if not my favorite whiskeys, is actually made here in Arizona, down in Tucson, and that is Del Bach. That is a whiskey smoked, uh, or <laughs> a whiskey smoked. A smoked whiskey. 
a smoked whiskey smoked with mesquite. Yeah. Native mesquite. And that's from Hamilton Distillers. Uh, distillers or distillery? Hamilton I'm Distillery. Either way. Yeah. And he floor malts his stuff. It's it's that's actually pretty unique, pretty crazy, at least for Arizona, I think. And then smokes the native mesquite. Uh, and so anyway, Delbach that was one of my easy, easy picks for sure. And then going again, so you'll you'll notice a little bit of a, a theme here. Uh, the other one I picked, one of the other ones I picked was uh, Lafroig, and that is a very peaty, very um, smoky peaty scotch, uh, an Islay scotch. And I just, it's usually pretty expensive for my taste, but if I can get a, a little special night and have a pour of that, I love, love, love some Lafroig. Is that about 40 or $50, you'd say? Something like that? I'd say that's where it starts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a triple wood that they have that I'd love to get eventually. That's $80. So, woo, maybe someday. Hey, Santa. Dear Santa. <laughs> and my third, I, I wanted to go grab a beer, and I, I kind of went weird on this one, um, I think. I don't think you went weird. No, I didn't go weird. Well, I it just caught my eye immediately. I didn't really browse too much. But uh, Pinner, Oscar Blues Pinner is... I like the strong ones. I like the strong smokiness. I like the strong peatiness. And then I like the strong bitter of that going back in the day, West Coast. I just, I love the bittering on that that beer. Yeah, uh, so Pinner comes usually in a six-pack of cans, 12-ounce cans. And what they try to do with the, uh, the recipe for that beer is to emulate the aroma and flavor of weed in the 80s in Colorado, <laughs> which is great. I, I, I love that. Uh, even... Even on like the tagline for it, it says uh, "sip, sip, pass." I think. <laughs> yeah, yep, and, it does. Uh, yeah, it's a, just a beautiful session IPA and uh, really nice kind of danky notes to it. Yeah, yeah, it's flavorful for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I just saw that and thought, you know what? I'm not going to go too crazy. Um, you know, it's eight ninety nine for six pack, something, you know, run of the mill. Um, I like that. So yeah, Park Plaza. You can get everything from. Dude, it'd actually be interesting to know what like the highest end thing that they have there is but you know you can leave there spending a couple hundred bucks very very quickly which is so dangerous yeah and that's why we said we had to keep each other in check earlier i feel like we did a great job of doing that yeah i yeah i know you well i don't know if you kept me in check but i kept myself in check yeah and you seemed to you you bought you bought a gift or two i bought two gifts i bought a very expensive uh although i love it but an expensive jar of cherries for old fashions and some Italian cherries, and then uh, I bought a special bottle of under thirty dollar weeded whiskey. See, that's that's you, man. That you you bought an expensive jar of cherries. Yeah, for old fashions. Yeah, uh, the jar of cherries was almost as much as the bottle of whiskey. That <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So when am I coming over for old fashions? Uh, like a month. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we're heading back in the dark. Um, we're going to, you know, head back to the brewery, drop off these shells, and wake up in the morning, come to the brewery, and, you know, have a little more fun. That's, uh, that's what it's all it's about. It's life, but someone's got to do it. That's right. We got to do it. We got to do it to it. And if we don't, then we're going to get through it. And then we're going to brew it. And oh, then you you're going to... we can talk about? Uh, we went to Please. the brewery today. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, we did. So in between after Grand Canyon, but before Park Plaza, 
we were driving down the 89 and there is a brewery and i really i honestly don't know when they opened did did you pick that up uh i believe they are a couple years old at least uh and they they're called insurgent yeah insurgent brewing you will not find this unless you're looking for it. Right. It's in Chino Valley. It's one of the few places I feel like to wet your whistle if you're taking this highway to Prescott from the, the 40. What, what highway are we on right now? 89. The 89, yeah. So uh, it's one of the few places, definitely probably the the best. You know, the best place that you're going to have. I mean, you're mostly just driving through uh, desert and brush and, you know. Yeah. And Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, and KFC. So... Insurgent Brewing, I have passed by it a couple times, but I had never stopped, and this was a perfect opportunity to stop. I'll tell you what, I was really pleased. I, it's it's just kind of that that initial thought. You're like, I don't know, like I, I haven't heard much about this place. It's you know off the beaten path, Chino Valley. Didn't know what to expect, but went in, and I will be going back. Probably next time I drive this road again. Uh, yeah, I was happy with the beer I had. Uh, just kind of a solid, easygoing, mellow IPA. Uh, you know, it, it definitely has the vibe of just like the local bar in town. Yeah, yeah, small. Um, I don't. I'm not good with square feet, but you know, small bar, a uh, couple of tables, um, but friendly conversation. The owner, he's back there working the bar after brewing. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's definitely a family operation. Uh, if from from the impression that you and I got, it seems like they they're experimenting and they're doing uh, some barrel aging. So yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, somewhere around ten beers on tap. Yeah, something like that. Um, they had a rum barrel aged beer on tap. They had a black IPA. They had a quad. Uh, they had a, a pale ale, two IPAs, um, Imperial Stout. So, yeah, they had a, a lot. Oh, the chai is the one I had. It yeah. was a chai spiced. But there was other things like ginger. It was like he described it as a chai spiced beer. But there was so much more going on um, than just that. And, yeah, yeah, I had a good time uh, there. Good time talking with him. Look out for him in the Prescott area. I think he's starting to sell some kegs out there. Sounded like he's he's going to maybe be at the Raven, uh, maybe be at Park Plaza eventually. And yeah. I think his beer will stand up for yeah. sure. I, I'm a huge fan. I, I love road tripping. I love visiting breweries. That's basically all I do for work. It's all I do for my free time. So uh, I am a huge fan when you're on these long stretch of highway, uh, that kind of middle spot, like the, the spot to like stretch your legs, hang out for an hour, have a beer. Uh, it's huge, and I, I feel like it makes those long trips so much more bearable. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Rickety Cricket and Kingman is on the way to Las Vegas and like almost splits the trip in half. It's just uh, I like those kind of location breweries like that. Huh. Yeah, the middle drink. Yeah, uh, very very convenient. It's a good way to wet your whistle and, and uh, make a long road trip seem a little shorter. Yeah, and as always... Drink responsibly. Of course. You yes. know, have a 5 6% beer over the course of an hour of good conversation. That's what we're talking about. That's what we did. I, we were there for over an hour and each had on one beer. One yeah. beer, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a good trip. <sighs> Great time as usual. I hope everyone out there is enjoying craft beer as much as me and Donnie are. I'm sure you are. And enjoying the brew trails. We're going to try to make a little bit of a comeback and make some more episodes for y'all. It's been a busy time at the brewery. Um, yeah, anything else to tell everyone, Donnie boy? 
Uh, just to go back on the fact, uh, we got Resilience IPA. Resilient? Resilience or Resilience? Resilience. Resilience IPA. We have Resilience IPA at our brewery uh, right now. Not so, not Brazilians. No. We have Resilience IPA this year in Nevada and the entire country, basically a giant collaboration, the biggest collaboration ever. Uh, it's at our brewery right now. It's also going to be at Grand Canyon, who we brewed the beer with. It's going to be at their brewery uh, starting today, too. So go check out that beer. Uh, all the money goes back to uh, supporting the people that lost their, their houses and their lives in the fire. Yeah, this is it is huge. We heard something earlier today, somewhere around like twenty million dollars is going to be raised uh, in at the end of all this. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, go out there, have fun, be safe, drink good beer. I don't know. I'm acting like I'm trying to create a new tagline here, <laughs> but my tagline actually is. So, this is Donnie, <laughs> and I'm Nick. Go out and enjoy your brew trails. Peace. Can't get enough mind-numbing addiction Doja, and you can never, ever get on my level Last time, son, I told ya Might be this money, might be this slang Might be the way I drop that flow on this thing 